Hawk Talk is brought to you in part by the Monmouth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org slash Monmouth. Let's be healthy together. You're listening to Hawk Talk, the official podcast of Monmouth University Athletics. And here are your hosts, Greg Viscomi and Gary Kowal. Mid-December edition of Hawk Talk. Excited to be back with you. Greg, we're entering into uh, the depth of the holiday season right now. Everybody, I think, getting in the uh, in the spirit. We've been talking Christmas and the holidays around the office a lot. Uh, sure. One of my favorite times of year. Yeah, and we just made a list of top three holiday movies, which I could do top fifty. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna revisit that later on in the fun portion of the interview. We're gonna have to revisit that today for sure. Um, Excited about about our guests. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, This time of year, right? We've talked about in the past the the winter. uh, A lot of sports in a pause mode for the holidays. Mm -hmm. Really, the basketballs are the ones that play right through the through the holiday season. Everybody else, even if it's a mini break. little bit of time off and then right back into it right after christmas um but since we since we talked um women's basketball uh has played well continued to play well since we spoke with uh with lucy thomas men's basketball got a win up at manhattan really good showing at at syracuse um yeah on monday fun fun atmosphere we'll we'll get to that um we'll get to that later in the uh the mom with athletics portion of the uh the podcast but Greg, we talked, and I know I, I took over for former host um, a couple episodes ago, but when you created this podcast, and correct me if I'm wrong, the point was to discover athletes on our campus and tell their stories um, because it's not possible, right? You have five, six, however many hundred athletes. You can't tell everybody's story um, in a natural way or in video or, or whatever. Um, so this was a good medium for that, and I'm excited. Um, our guest today, I don't know a ton about um, as far as – his off the out of sport um, accolades and achievements and interests. So I'm kind of excited to get to know today's guest from that standpoint. Um, our guests will, our, our audience will get to know him, but I will as well. And I'm, I'm pretty pumped for that. Yeah. That's I, definitely the best part about the podcast, right? Like I travel with football, you know, I travel a little bit with basketball. You obviously travel with basketball. You travel a little bit with football. So we get to know those guys pretty well. And we, they do a lot of interviews for people and, Outside of those, whatever, 130 athletes, we have 470 other athletes here. And, and so many of them have great stories. And so many of them work just as hard and, and compete and win just as much that uh, this is really a good way for us to get to know them. So uh, when we sat down this week and said, like, listen, it's it's time. Like, let, we just had two basketball players on back-to-back. Let's roll into into the other winter sports. Um you know, swimming was on the table for a little bit. Uh, probably circle back to them, but then you know, track. And I, and I thought to myself, last time we had a track student athlete on was Tennessee Tremaine, and that literally we've done. This will be thirty episode thirty eight. That's probably top four or five for me. That was a good one. Maybe even top to three of, of athletes we've had on. And now that I've gotten to know that our guest this week a little bit, just in like the six minutes we talked before this. I think this is this one's going to live up to big promise too, because there's lots of interesting uh, things to talk about. So, so this week's game, this week's guest, Dalton Yeast 
Yeast. Yeast. Sugar. Right before the show. And I said it to my head three <laughs> times. That's how stupid you I am. Did. All right, Dalton Yeast. I said it eight times in my head. How you doing? How are you? Welcome. Uh, junior in the, cl- in the school, pole vaulter. Winning like crazy lately. I keep seeing the press. Ryan Schwager, who handles uh, track and field for us, I keep seeing his press releases come across. Uh, obviously, CAA uh, Field Athlete of the Week, I think is what they call it. Yep. Performer. They call it Performer of the Week. Um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. From nearby Pennsylvania, not too far. Yep, like uh, northeastern Pennsylvania, 570 Wilkes-Barre, Scranton Okay, oh, just so. drove through there on Monday night. <laughs> Coming back from uh, Syracuse, we and stopped right in there. Drove through in the snow, came back, no snow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it was a little <laughs> bit longer on the way up than it was on the way down. Well, welcome. Uh, excited to have you on. Thank you for taking some time. Uh, you took a final this morning. Um, no final this morning. I had a final yesterday. Yesterday. Before that, we had practice earlier and then lift and then we're here. Um, are you done with, (coughs) excuse me, are you done with finals now? Um, I got a business economic historical development final next week, which is writing intensive. But Mm. after that, we're going to be, we'll be good to go. Okay. Are you guys on pause now as the team? Do you, do you have a meet this weekend? Uh, yeah, no meet this weekend. We did one at the armory two weeks ago Mm. and then we were just at ocean breeze last week. Um, and then we'll continue January 14th is our first, uh, meet when we get back. Yeah. Usually mid January guys crank it back up. So let, let's talk a little bit about that first. Um, do you like the, the, the month long break? Does it, and like for you in, in your event, it's not like you can go home and, and launch yourself over things in your backyard. Well, you, like, probably, you could, but you okay <laughs> safely. How about that? So like, you know, if somebody run, is a middle distance runner or even someone who does throws, like you can go out to a field and toss the whatever implement around. But for you, like you got to find a place to be able to pole vault. Yeah. If you want to continue to train or substitute something else. Yeah. Um, the month break, honestly, it's nice to be done with academics. You know, you're kind of getting tired and worn out of the, the first semester. So that's a good, you know, refresher. The body's also been doing, you know, pretty bulk amount of training coming mm-hmm. in the fall here. So we're getting a little bit maybe lighter on some um, lifting sessions and whatnot because we had those two meets. Uh, I do like the two months off. Obviously, go home. We're back January 8th, so the break's pretty short. I'll be leaving the, 20, the morning of the 21st, and then we're back here on the 8th. Um, and then I'll go actually me and my buddy go up to Vermont on like January 3rd. So we go up there, we snowboard for a couple of days. Michael Dom was like, he's my teammate. We're pole vaulters. Nice. So we do that and we're back here and we're back to lifting training and then pretty much right back into it. But the winter break, like that month is a nice time to go home, see family, try to eat healthy, stay away from all the Christmas <laughs> chocolate and such, you know, yeah. got to watch that. And then we're back at it. So. We're going to circle back on the snowboarding at some point. Oh, Gary, right. Gary just picked up his brand new snowboard new two days ago. <laughs> um, we'll get back to that. Um, <laughs> Circling back, I, I like to get the story from from student athletes. Um, come from Pennsylvania, you've been here for a couple of years. Looking back at your recruitment, wh- what was appealing about Mammoth? How'd you end up here? Is there is there an interesting story, or was it more of like Mammoth wants me to to compete there, so that's why I'm I'm going? Um, that's a good question, and yeah, honestly, it's pretty interesting. Obviously, I um I competed in pole vault a little bit in high school, and I went to this pole vault camp at Kutztown University in Pennsylvania. We were there for a couple of days. It was overnight and whatnot. And I met a guy named Craig Van Leeuwen. And, you know, we, were, we had a good relationship building there. And we actually played some pickup basketball against each other. And then a couple of weeks mm. later, he sends me a DM on Instagram and goes, hey, I just got the job at Monmouth University Pole Vault Coach. You should check it out. If you want to come down, we can get you set up. So I came down, checked it out. Everyone was super nice. The staff, the area was nice. Obviously, I'm by the beach and whatnot. And everyone, you know, was very friendly and great. Met, you know, the head coach and whatnot and some of the already current athletes and 
they kind of showed me the ways and I decided, yeah, this is a place I want to be. So. so it was a natural fit, you think, from the beginning? Yeah, honestly, it felt it did feel pretty good, even because, like, the coach was bringing me here. And then to back it up, everyone outside of the coach, like, academic-wise and, like, what else I was pursuing, like, fit in. So I was like, all right, this is this is a good move. And we've had a run recently of pretty good pole vaulters. Yeah. Um, did that kind of sway your decision? I know track and field's a little bit different because I think who you're – like who your position coach is, event coach, I shouldn't yeah. call position coach, <laughs> is really important. Yeah. Like you're going to be working hands-on with those people a all lot. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely like the before me, Randy Showmaker just graduated. Mm-hmm. He holds the indoor school record right now. Um, he was a junior when I was coming here as a freshman or sophomore, but kind of him and Craig kind of led the way. You know, Randy was doing good. Craig jumped 17-8 in his time. He was a D3 national champion, so – that was, you know, very, that was very reassuring coming here. And then, like sure. I said, the head coach staff and all the other events are very strong too. You know what I mean? Like yep. the distance, the sprints, the other jumps, we got some really good high jumpers, long jumpers, triple jumpers. Um, our throws is, you know, is very stacked. So it was, it was, it was, you know, it was a good choice. And yes, obviously the group, but you know, they, they felt more like family than, uh, than just being, you know, a successful competitive team. They also were nice. And that was good that the pressure wasn't too crazy. You know, coach, right. you know, re- reminded me, Hey, that, you know, it doesn't always go as you, as you want. You don't always want to PR maybe or you know do better but um it was just that reassuring you know environment that it's gonna be okay and that we're gonna support each other that you know was was that's great yeah what um did you do any other events in high school um so I played football seventh and eighth grade okay. little JV po- football I was a wide receiver and then cornerback and then long. yeah lanky yeah. um and then not I long, started lanky. Come on. pull vaulting um eighth grade and then I just kind of did that and I was like oh like I could be decent at this and I was like, oh, maybe we could go to college, and then yeah. I was like, let's go to college, and yeah. <laughs> so, so do pole vaulters? You guys don't do any like you're not like high jump or like. It's, is it completely different? It's pretty much by itself. They're kind of okay. like people are like, oh, they're lunatics. You know what I mean? Like, those <laughs> yeah, pole, those I mean, how you said it, not me. <laughs> running with the stick and jumping. Um, <laughs> honestly, you'll see a lot of decathletes. You know that are perform- like competing right. in the decathlon. They'll be very strong pole vaulters, and then because they're already so like well rounded and athletic, they'll just their coaches will like high jump sprints. Yeah, go, go do the other. They just become very athletic. Five to yeah. ten. Yeah, events. exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. How soon into beginning pole vault after you were, you know, playing football and and all that? Like you said, how soon into pole vaulting did somebody tell you? Did you recognize like, like, hey, I'm I'm pretty talented at this. I could do this at a the next level. And did you ever think that was a possibility for you before you were recruited by Craig and, and those guys? Um, do you think it was an opportunity that you could? Go to college because of, of your ability there? Athletics, yeah. Uh, great question. Um, my high school didn't offer indoor track, so it was just outdoor. And my uh, my father, my family, and whatnot, we would travel up to, like, New York City, up to, like, the Armory and whatnot, and I'd compete as, a, like, a individual, you know what I mean, unattached. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and then I went to a pole vault camp up in Hudson Valley, Warwick of New York. It's called Flying Circus, which a lot of the athletes that actually are the pole vaulters that are coming here now and in the local area like went a, to that club. It's like a club team. Yeah, just like a club team. So I did that, and the coach there, his name's St. Lawrence. He was He's probably 80 years old now. You know, super energetic guy, though. Great, you know, great uh, mentor and whatnot. And he kind of gave me that, hey, like, you could do this. You know, keep with it, stick with it. You'd be really good one day. And we just kind of followed that, you know? So how, like, out of all the things that go on during a track meet, Pole vault is the most um, alien, I think. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Yep. It's just like, okay, you can run, you can jump over things, you can throw things, whatever. But this one, like, who first said specific. to you? 
Yeah, like who said to you, like, hey, I, you know what you should try doing? Yeah. Run full speed and then jam this stick in the ground like it's medieval times. Yeah. And launch yourself over, like, at it, like were you ever like, are you out of your mind? I'm not doing that. Like, uh, I started that and like my coach was like, hey, you should give this a try out because I pointed to it and they're like, yeah, I'm, you're running with the stick and jumping in the <laughs> air over the bar. Awesome. You know, like, has some gymnastics, has some sprints. You're yeah. able to jump a little bit of everything. But definitely at meets that, like, alienation factor, I guess, of, because we, we're bringing in 16 foot poles and bags. So when you're in tight areas, everyone's like, oh, they're the vaulters. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then a lot of times it takes a lot longer. So you're the last event going at a meet. So a lot of the teams now around you, I got the high jumpers. Because yeah, distance the kids. It's the end. It's getting cold. It's getting dark. It's like <laughs> we're the last group there. You know what I mean? The last group rocking. Which why, why does it take so long? Is it just like having to reset the pole? Is yeah. It yeah. Putting, you're putting the bar up. And then if it's windy, sometimes the athletes take their full minute or two, whatever they have Try on the let runway. It let it die down a little bit. And then sometimes bar issues. Or then, you know, if people are making you have three attempts at a bar, uh -huh. so if someone's using their third attempt, that's attempt, attempt, and then they make it, and then attempt, attempt, and then they make it. That's going way slower than just first attempt clearing. Right, clearing. A lot more jumps on the body. And then you got a bunch of athletes that are just like adrenaline fired going at it. You could be rolling, you know, an hour, yeah. two hour, three hours just on a guys or just a female show, you know? Dude, like I even notice when we host events here, the pole, it'll be like, okay, what events are done? Da, 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 da. Oh, the pole vaults are still going. That I'm always kind of like, yeah, those are the two longest. Those go long. I'm, I'm curious about your, your now you mentioned that, your mindset of that. Like, some events, like, this is the time you are going to compete, right? Yeah. Or take, like, a, a a different sport, for example. Like, the game starts at this time. Does it is it different for you? How do you get your mind to a place where, hey, I don't know when I'm going to, you know, it could take a while, it could be slow moving tonight, or the guy in front of me could take three attempts, and yeah. you don't know exactly when you're going to be up. So you got to stay um, warmed up. Yeah, stay, stay warmed ready. up physically Adrenaline, and mentally. How do you yep. how do you approach that? Um, You know, it's we kind of, the past two meets, the girls have competed before us, so we're kind of antsy because we also got a new coach, so we were helping out a lot, we're helping videos, so it's like we're kind of trying to step up to the plate and help them out, make sure everything's going good with them and their steps, their poles, so everyone's staying safe. And that kind of gets your mind off of it. And then, honestly, like, how we are at meets, we kind of try to be more relaxed. You know, some people are, like, very, like, in their head. Like, they want, like, you don't want to talk to anyone. We just kind of keep it cool. And you got to say, obviously, you gotta, if, you, if it goes a couple hours, you have to snack on something. You know, clementine, yeah, granola yeah. bar. There's all bar. kinds of things that go into that, right? Like, there's so yep. much. You don't want to say downtime because other people are competing. But for you, it's downtime, right? Downtime, you're yeah. Watching, you're, you're watching your competitors. You're watching people from other schools. Like, you're probably, like, not I getting too warmed like, up. I'm, like ready, cheering, I'm ready to yeah. roll, right? <laughs> Think about it. If you're the last event and you're at a 10-hour meet or whatever and you're cheering all day on your feet, like, screaming your lungs out because your teammates are, you know, breaking right. their PRs yep. in the 400, 800, sure. whatever it may be. And you, you can't help that. You're just going to get hyped. So you got to, you know, remain calm. But, you know, <laughs> calm before the storm. And then, like, right. actually, when it's your time to show, you know. That's a nightmare. Have you, have not you a nightmare. It's just yeah. hard to, to show up at a certain time and be like, okay, you're not going to even you don't start. Know. Well, you can't think of an. I can't think of another sport or or event or anything that you could be somewhere for ten hours and then you're up. Like, well, that's why. Like when we used to walk in boiling gym and it looked like the world's largest sleepover. <laughs> like everybody's just got stuff thrown around and like. Yeah. And I'd be it's like, a long day. I'd be like, what is going on here? But would be like, hey, listen, I might have competed. In the morning, and then I'm not competing again until like maybe a relay happens later on, yeah, and then athletes, it's like yep. seven hours, and then you guys are out there in the sun a lot of times, just sitting there being like, "Okay, it's my Umbrella turn." Up, yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. that's that's crazy. 
it's fun. I think definitely that's what makes, you know, the track and field community special is even not just pole vault specifically, but other events. People are doing multiple events, like you said. One in the morning, all right, don't eat too much. Eat something, drink enough water, <laughs> stay out of the sun, you know what I mean? Okay, then second event, don't let your lactic acid build up too much, and then, you know, compete <sighs> again. Crazy. So I do that's definitely crazy. respect them. You know, I'm out there jumping with a stick, but there's a lot of athletes out there that are really definitely stretching their body out on the line with the, with the track events. And Yeah, there's awesome. just so much more that goes into it that, I think people outside of track and field don't really understand. Yeah, it, yeah. Because it is. It's unlike really anything. I mean, maybe swimming is probably the closest thing that you can kind of compete that or you can compare that to because Even, it's a yeah. it's an individual, but there are some team events. Exactly. And, you know, same kind of deal. Mm -hmm. um, so take us, into take us into actual pole vaulting a little bit because I think it's, I mean, it, you can ask anybody on earth, like, they can relate somehow to what goes on in, in track and field. Yeah. Somehow. Like, oh, yeah, we've all kind of run or we run some distance or whatever. But pole vaulting is so much different. So the mechanics of it. Take us through the mechanics when you when you pick up the, the pole and and right through <laughs> until the, the actual you you hit the mat. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'd, most like most track events or all track events, it comes down to the physics of it. So you want to be as fast as you possibly can at takeoff and then – um, one thing that we really do love about the pole vault, it's very arbitrary. Like you see it get done a lot of different ways, whether an athlete's six, three, five, six, mm -hmm. you know, you got some meteor guys that are really bulky that are coming in super strong. They're just strength athletes that are huge at takeoff. Literally you know what I mean? launching yeah, themselves. Like the traps, you know what I mean? Some guys at army and Navy that we compete against, they're on these huge poles and I'm like, wow, these guys are just tanks. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you see other guys that are just very technique, very almost like peppy in their step on the runway, uh -huh. but you know, mechanically wise and technique wise, they absolutely slam it. And they're skinnier guys, you know, maybe five, five, seven, but weighing 130, 140. I'm like, wow, you're still getting up there, you know, 17 feet in the air. These guys are jumping. <laughs> so crazy. unbelievable. there's that. And then obviously it's just like any other event you want to just jump, jump and run, run fast, jump high, I mean, <laughs> make it basic, you know, what is, so the pole is not standard. Is no. there a standard height? Is there a standard thickness or weight? I guess the easiest way to put it is like, you're on fiberglass poles, and mm -hmm. then as you get a better athlete, as you become a better athlete, and you're now doing things better technique-wise, and you're jumping, like you're maybe stronger at takeoff, your foot's getting down better. That's what we're all working on right now is getting our foot down. You're you're allowing yourself to actually be an athlete better rather than just like running and hanging on the pole to get yourself over. Right. You could push bigger poles, and you become faster. You're now like the poles get thicker, they get longer, and they're harder. So you're allowed to essentially load them with more energy mm -hmm. and then you slingshot off higher. So yeah. the really, you know, Mondo Duplantis, he's the best in the world right now. He's 22. He's from Sweden. He's competing on 17 six foot poles, right? And it's a 12 one flex, which is just, it's very, very stiff. I mean, these things are tree right. trunks and he's running from 150 feet. So he's doing a full, <laughs> he's doing a full sprint with this big pole in his hand and then 20 feet, you know, six, me 6.2 meters, 6.21 meters in the air is what he's jumping. It's that's it's crazy. crazy. Physics is just, yeah. It's just, it's like you said, like the, and I don't want to stereotype any specific event, but like this is one event where body type, like any, like doesn't really particularly matter. No, right? like, like he said, there's, do you see short guys that are like, right. Just jacked. Right. Yeah. And I feel like they bend the pole and then they like, launch themselves it's very over. muscly very muscly yeah. yeah and then there's like you said a little more i don't want to call it technique because i don't know what the hell i'm talking yeah. about but <laughs> it, it's like it's a little more fluid Less fast, like longer you know, more, guys yeah more purposeful but definitely you'll see one issue like all of us is like i said the dive because you cannot really afford any extra weight like in this <laughs> event like you know like some like you know some sports football players you could eat like what really what you want and it's like oh you just got a little bit more mass to you but the mass in this event when you're trying to like, you got to be as strong as fast as you can while weighing the least. It's about like ratio. Like sure. what's your hang clean? What's your squat ratio to how much you weigh? My housemate's like 130 and he squatted 315. You know what I mean? So like <laughs> his, 
That's like, his ratio is crazy, and that's why he's right. super successful in the high jump. He's got absolute bunnies. You know, he's like I said, he's five eight, five nine, and he's jumping six nine. Six nine, you know what I mean? So that different, that's crazy. Yeah, the differentiation is, is huge. So it really comes down to being like super dunk lean. a basketball. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's dunking. Yeah, our absolutely. Kids, I'm on one of Ricky because um, I was like, he's another high jumper on the team. He's a fifth year. He could throw down a basketball with some some people were like, oh, you can't dunk, and they'll grab a basketball and just throw it down. Like those high jumpers have crazy hops. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't doubt that at all. Um, I worked with, with track and field in the past uh, here at Monmouth, and I think one of the Unique things about the sport that I kind of see is the, like you talked about a little bit earlier, the camaraderie within the team and and the, um, how you kind of root each other on, um, and I've seen Love the that. pole vault and some of the other events where they'll essentially line the 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 runway and, and clap and cheer and yeah. get you going. Like, take me through that experience as a while you're competing. Like, what's that like to have that's everybody kind of rooting you on? Yeah, honestly, that's like that's the best part about the track. Like, even obviously winning is fun and being successful is fun, but. The environment with the boys and the girls out there and when it's like someone else's time on the runway and especially when like you know they know that they're important to the team because you know, at conference like they gotta do their job you know everyone's got a job points. don't don't do extra you yeah. don't have to be the hero just do your job get the points do what you know you could do and to see that you know my one teammate ian bunky he um like tore his achilles freshman year and he's been battling that and now he's out in the runway so like when we see him going around the track like we're going crazy and honestly like you said that the the hype around it um, like the other day at Ocean Breeze, I was one of the last competitors in and one of the last events. So everyone's around and then I get like a, you know, I get like a clap mm-hmm. and everyone starts like, you know, like at the same time and you just hear people, you know, my family, my little brother's there from Pennsylvania. They drove. It's just like, that's, it's, it's the family, you know, it's, that's, that's the fun part. It's, yeah, just, it's a giant family. Yep. The community, the vault community inside of the track and then the track community itself is just great people surrounded me and I love what we do. So do, do you find that I, and this is my, yeah, I don't know if you want to answer this truthfully <laughs> but do you find oh like uh, other teams like do do guys root for you even if you're competing against them is it kind of like that yeah honestly because in this event like you said the coach is super important and some other schools that we compete against some like maybe like you know lesser smaller schools they don't have coaches and they're just like they're like yeah their head coach is like go pole vault and they're taking some unsafe jumps so we as right. like a team we're helping them hey like you got to work on this work on this step you know get your foot down and they're like hey thanks man and honestly cool. just like it's it's really never like i said some guys are very like ooh like i'm not going to be cool we help each other out i let people borrow my poles like if really? yeah like the, the one kid he was like he honestly he jumped higher me that day i did i did awful and he was like you got to I'm out of poles. I'm running out. You know, he was jumping very well that day. He needed something he bigger, needed stiffer, something that was, a little yeah, bit more right. energy. And I was like, yeah, I got you. I got an 85, 87, 90. I was like, what you want? You know, what do you want? And so we always help each other. And then even like um, at last week when I was that athlete in some Wagner kids, they're from Europe. They were there. They're new. Like we know the, some of the kids because I'm a junior now. So we've been competing for the past right. couple of years. We you know see some at familiar the faces. Dap each other up. Some of the UPenn boys, you know, I love seeing them, their coach cheer everyone on it's just great seeing people clear bars no matter if you're beginning you know my teammates coming back from a really bad skiing accident broke her back like broke her ribs and stuff so to see her clear bar you know we go crazy it just doesn't matter what level you are where you're coming from people getting those prs and pushing themselves is great to see no matter what team you're on that's pretty cool do you uh do you ever get tired of going to the ocean breeze it seems like you guys are there all (laughs) indoor they host every meet known (laughs) known to man it's close though that's what's nice it's very close you're never on a bus for hours and hours hours. princeton was nice too princeton's indoor facility was very nice i've had some success or a lot of success at like uh boston Mm -hmm. massachusetts that was a good meet we do ic's there but now we're in the caa so we're gonna be doing a little bit different i think we're going to virginia beach for our conferences this year yeah i think that's where it is Um, i'll look for you right here that'll be cool and then i think Hopefully, like, the goal is, you know, regionals, and I think that's in Florida. I'm not sure. Junior Beach, right? Uh, indoor championships are Albuquerque. Albuquerque. We don't have the... Uh, Outdoor, yeah. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Yeah, so definitely, you know, switch up for the conference, but I'm definitely excited to try to experience all those different locations. That's a good transition, I think, to, and we like to ask everybody this this year because it's so fresh to us, but um, been part of a track and field program here at Monmouth. We have been. We've dominated multiple leagues. I mean, when I was in school, when I started working here, we were dominating the NEC. We dominated the MAC. Now we move to the CAA. When that news was broken to you guys last winter, um, did you know a lot about the CAA? What was kind of your reaction to the move in leagues? Is it an exciting thing for you guys? Yeah, you know, we were excited. Um, like you said, all sports or a lot of sports here at Monmouth are very successful in the previous conferences and whatnot, especially the MAC. You know, Ryder was our big um, competitor, and we normally, the men's side, we did very successful against, against sure. them. Wax. Um, yeah. All about that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so now CAA, obviously, we're excited, and it's good because you want to see your your whole team take a step up, you know what I mean, step up to the plate as individuals and as a team collectively. And we do think that we'll have a good shot in the CAA. Um, unfortunately, North Carolina A&T is in there, and they have some of the world's fastest sprinters, literally some of the world's fastest sprinters. <laughs> no, they're good. Um, yeah, we know. So sprints that definitely, you know, they're going to they're gonna score some points there. But our team is so well-rounded, and we're so deep in multiple events. You know, like I said, our coach puts a lot of athletes in a lot of mm-hmm. the – um, more distance events and whatnot. So we score a lot of points that you might not be getting first, but you're getting a lot, picking up a lot of points here and there. And that's how we it are so successful as a team. Truly is a team championship. Yeah. Everyone's like, got to do their job. Just do your job. That's all. And, and it's always been that way. I mean, since I've been here for 17 years and I started as a track contact, awesome. uh, it, it was always like everybody. Yeah. We're going to have some winners and some stuff, but like, it's just everybody, everybody needs to get their points in order. And, like, after the first day, it's like, you know, you text at the time it was Coach Compagni and now obviously oh, yeah. Coach, Coach Nelson. After Great day guys. one, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're, we're battling. It's going to be tough tomorrow. And you're like, is he really serious? Are we going to just smoke everybody <laughs> like we do? You got to go that way, though, because you, you never know. To. You got you no, got to be conservative. You have talk. to. It's somebody could get hurt. Somebody, you, know, you have never no idea. Know, but so. the way these teams are built, it really is. It's amazing to, to, to have that kind of. Just top to bottom depth. You, I mean, you yeah. said it, depth. Depth, yeah. Kids uh, coming from different countries and stuff, you know what I mean, joining our team. It's, it's That's good, pretty good cool, to too. It, yeah. That is pretty cool. Um, if you, what is, it, take the, let's say tomorrow the NCAA came out and said, we're not doing pole vault anymore, it's over. What's one other event in track you think you could be super successful at? Uh, tough question. Um, my housemates and some of my friends make fun of me because I do like, I say I like long jump because mm-hmm. like you said, I'm kind of lanky. I can run. I can't really jump up great, but I should be able to just fling myself. Um, <laughs> Launch you know, yourself forward. Just, yeah. Just be a link in the air with some speed on the runway. So maybe long jump. Long uh, jump would be it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know really what else. I think, uh, I don't know. I think the f- mile would probably beat me up pretty bad. I, I think I'd be gassed. <laughs> I don't have that. And, you know, You're just doing the runway. You're yeah, doing the maybe, maybe the disc, because I am kind of linky with the arms, so I can maybe uh, get a good get, spin. Get a rotation and chuck the disc out there. Those dudes are usually pretty oh, those guys meaty. Are, yeah. <laughs> or even when they're not meaty, they're ex- they're very explosive. Yeah, it's that's amazing because... You look at them, you're like, oh. I, no, I mean, like, I look at some of those guys, like the javelin guy, it's it's yeah, impressive. I mean, yep, and all those guys. The shot putters. Yeah, yeah, hey, put this whatever 15-pound weight on your shoulder and spin around and try not to throw up and then toss the ball. <laughs> toss the weight as far as you can. So, all right, nice. so so we're going long jump. So there you go. Coach Nelson, if you ever need a, a, a long jumper, I'm going to keep an eye out for that. It's like a with the boys. <laughs> what is the – and you've been for a couple of years now. You obviously have some, some time left here. But as of right now, your, your, best, uh, your best moment, most memorable moment on the, uh, on the pole vault here at Monmouth. 
Ooh, that's actually whether it's a championship, individual moment, something you look back on, like yeah, that was that was the best. Um, that's a good question. Uh, on obviously, you know, Mac freshman year won the Mac. That was awesome feeling. COVID was kind of weird. Um, you know, I was kind of a young guy. They'd taken me underneath, underneath their arms. Some of the upperclassmen kind of showed me the way. Sophomore year, Mac again, you know, awesome. Um, I guess last year for indoors at the Armory, um, we had a very successful one Mac indoor conference whatnot. I actually got second place in the conference to Randy, who, who break, broke the school record NPR that day. But right. he, he was my guy. He was the old dog. So that was like, that was great to see. This It was very electric in the in the stadium and i, I think sure. that has holds a very good memory you know and it's cool to, uh, did we go one two three yeah yeah or yeah. yeah i think we went one two three in that because i remember reading it and being like wow we just straight took you know we've done old, that a lot almost 30 point yeah yeah that's awesome that's um good. i gotta ask you a question because when i went to your bio there's an outdoor picture of you on your bio pole vaulting with a pair of aviators oh on. gosh <laughs> yeah the is that i mean it's like that, the whole point of this podcast to ask about <laughs> things like this <laughs> is that traditional eyewear for a pole vaulter or is that just you being wild out there um it's kind of funny because it's been a meme now but my first meet ever here at school me and my buddy were jumping at west point i think and it was super sunny wore aviators and i know i did which means you just like bam 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 three and out like you don't clear a bar <laughs> so it's like the worst thing you could do you know if you're running a race yeah you at least run a slow time you're not proud about it you're but you still get you're still there. <laughs> yeah. You never cleared a bar. Never cleared a bar. I just boop, 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 three times, done and out. So, and this was the only time they ever got pictures of me. So there's pictures of me with these aviators on in the air, like looking all goofy. <laughs> and then every time that I've been acknowledged for anything, they use that picture. So it's the same aviators picture. Now it's just. So what you're saying is that we need to get some new pics of you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Some, some new pictures. Yeah, Kevin Cavalier has got some good pictures, too, that he's been taking for everyone at the track meet. He could, he could So he should pass them in. along, and we, we will certainly use them if they are usable. Awesome. awesome. Uh, and actually, that reminds me of something I'm going to take a note of. Um, okay, so the aviators is just a one-time thing. Uh, we do, No, actually, I've, I've rocked them a couple times, and I've had okay. success more than just that one time. I feel time. like this one, you're clearing the pole. This picture, I'll try not to totally rip all my things. I yeah. feel like that's money. You're I, over the. You're over. You're I probably not knocked it off. I probably yeah. The arm that something. This inside arm. Something yeah. Something yeah. Or the bar's not even on right there, and you can't even tell. I'm just in the air. You know what I mean? It's a great <laughs> picture. It's a great picture. <laughs> and then that picture is so goofy. That's a great picture. Too. <laughs> that's a great picture too. But yeah, the aviators come out here and there when we're at the sunny meets, and sometimes it's necessary, and we we have had success with them. So I cannot say that they're. Uh, I love it, and, and Coach Nelson, your pole vault coach, or whoever, they they never like take take the aviators off and wear like is there like real like actual I don't I don't jumping eyewear is I, just like rock whatever you know like construction glasses maybe but I feel like I'd look like a dork with like some yeah <laughs> or like when they looked really fast skiing but we we're down in University of Virginia and I was wearing the aviators and I broke the outdoor school record that day and Nelson was like Can we get a picture together and I'm wearing jean shorts because it was the day after I competed so I was like a spectator. <laughs> oh so you were not even competing yeah that day. jean shorts aviators this big like painter's bucket cap and then I had like Jesus sandals on do you have that photo yeah, I think it's yeah, it's on Nelson's Instagram. I can, I can get you, that. We're gonna have to get that yeah, because that's that. gonna have to go. It's going up. That's what we're using uh, when we promote this thing awesome. on Twitter. I mean, like I'm all awesome. about I'm all about uh, competition and doing as well as you can. But like, if there's a photographer out there, you gotta look good too. Yeah, I mean, like, this is a bad got a badass photo. Dorky construction glasses on. Like, no, this is a great it's photo. A great photo. He's jumping, and it's like yeah, you know, it's like it gives off very <laughs> Tom Cruise vibes. <laughs> it's the same thing we do with like like to com to make a sport comparison. Like, oh. Here's a great video clip of like a kid catching a touchdown. 
they called pass interference. The play was called back, but like we still keep the video. Yeah, we keep the video. Like, yeah. keep the photo. Like, I you don't, don't do know, anything to you know? crop out the flag because you don't know. <laughs> when I post that thing in six months and I'm like, oh, look at this great run, you have no idea. It was penalty like this picture right here, like he's as far as I'm concerned, I mean, he's good. He could have kicked the pole a thousand miles <laughs> here, and, and I don't know, but it's just it's a great picture. Style points. <laughs> All right, so we got to get on, on on Ryan, who's new, so it's not his fault. Yeah, no, he'll, he'll get so we got to get on him he'll to get, get some new picks. Mm-hmm. Might have to take a trip over to the Armory. Armory. Yeah, Staten Island's nice. close. Or, uh, or, yeah, or Ocean Breeze. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so we were talking a little bit. Uh, not only are you a student athlete, you're in the business. Business school, yeah. School. Um, but you also have a job on campus. Yes, yes, sir. And that would be, and this is wild to me. I don't know why, just because, probably because I stink at it. But you work how many hours a week in, in the uh, art department? I can max out at 20 a week. So I'm like, normally like 16, 17 hours a week. So a little bit under 40 bi-weekly. So 16, 17 hours a week teaching pottery? Like, uh, talk to me about the pottery. So like the, my professor is an adjunct, so she's only there two days of the week. And then I hold an open studio hour for the kids, like five days oh, of the so week. Oh, so they can come, they come in. in. They do their work, their homework, because you can't. Can't take it home, you know. Right. So I'll help out. I'll make clay. Room. I'll load the kiln. Do stuff like that. Yeah. Is this is something you just walked into here at school, or <sighs> did you have some kind of? An- another good story startup was freshman year. I was here, and I actually really was not liking the whole online, you know, uh, <laughs> spiel. And I was just like, wake up, laptop, go to bed, close my laptop. And for the spring, because with COVID and everything, there was like one class that was in person. It was ceramics, and it filled my aesthetic class. And I was like, I'm taking like. Yes. Real throwing. I'm going in person. Here. I'm right. doing something. And, you know, I met Eileen Sackman. She's the professor. She was super dope. Had a good connection. Um, started throwing a lot of stuff on the wheels. Like, hey, I really like this. And I kind of need a job. I'm like a freshman. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's like, yo, check it out. We're, you know, so now I'm I'm on the student employment here and I hold the open studio hours. I make a lot of vases and mugs and mm-hmm. pottery and yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> so you, so let, let me get this right. Like I'm in a pottery class. And I want to come in because I have to work on a project. You're like the professor, but not really. Yeah, but you're like, like yeah, student professor. I'm probably playing some music on the Bluetooth speaker there, doing something on the wheel or doing homework or something. And what are we playing on the Bluetooth when I come in? Uh, I come in to, to mess up my mug. <laughs> it honestly depends on the audience, but it's a lot of classic rock because that's something that everyone could get behind. You know what I right. mean? Or sometimes if it's like some people that know what they like, we'll play some like more newer music, maybe some mm-hmm. Mac Miller or something. That's a good vibe we play. Does anybody have requests? Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll play requests. They'll be like, oh, check out, you know, this Mumford & Son song, or we'll play some Bruce Springsteen, stuff like that, and they'll they'll get, some of the girls, like, they get requests, you know what I mean? Because it's funny, but there's not a lot of males that come in and are taking these ceramics classes. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm in there, and it's kind of goofy sometimes because I'm just, like, the only guy in there, and, you know, they're listening, so I Seems like a good place to meet a young lady. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I uh, I end up playing, like, a lot of girly (laughs) music. Good. But that's okay. That's awesome. So, so, and you do sh- ceramics yourself while you're yeah, there? So like, yeah. you're, you're making I make, stuff? I make a lot of stuff. Yeah, I make a lot of mugs, make some stuff for family members. I made my uncle an ashtray the other day. Christmas is coming. Yeah, exactly. Presents. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. So you, make, you make really everything. So, I make a lot of stuff and I make I want, money. I want, and I want, I want. Coffee one. mug, right? We might have to go, we have, I, to, we have to go do some, some stuff over there. We go stop over. I don't, we're not in a class. I think they would throw us out of there. We're trying to start a ceramic club. So, if you're not in the class, you can, you can come still in come and over. experience it. Yeah. There you go. I took, uh, I had to fill like an art thing in, in school. 20 something years ago <laughs> and uh me and my roommate took uh ceramics class because we heard the professor was cool and he was cool uh I, we i was terrible at it and 
the nice part about the class was as long as you tried, he didn't really care. Yeah, like it's the effort. Yeah. Yeah. Like as long as you tried and you weren't making a total mockery of it. <laughs> Uh, and, and the other thing was you could come back because you pay a fee to be in the class and you literally could come back every day of the week make and make stuff if you want. wanted. That's yeah. what she says. Take as much clay as you guys want. Like, as, as much as you can make, take it. You know what I mean? That's, She's it's pretty cool. So kids are making a lot of stuff. Yeah. I can't complain. I'm, uh, I've been here for three years now already. I'm like, wow, <laughs> time's uh, flying. Good on campus job. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can hone a craft that you didn't know you even had. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm still pole vaulting. <laughs> and he's still pole vaulting. That's awesome. It's, it's crazy that the things that you discover, right? Like you probably never saw yourself doing ceramics, did you? I never saw myself doing ceramics. And then I picked it up and I was like, wow, this is actually really dope. I love this. And now, like I said, three years later, I'm learning about like all these different chemicals and stuff that affect the different color and the glazes sure. when you're firing it. And my teachers, you know, helped me out with all this different, different stuff. And I'm like, wow, you know, I really do love it. So that's pretty cool. It's cool. Yeah. Art, sport. You mentioned a little bit about uh, snowboarding. A little bit. Yeah. Where, where up in Vermont do you go? Uh, so my buddy's actually got a cabin at Mount Snow. Okay. So we go up there, and it's just like you can ski right off of the off of the cabin down to the lift. So we'll do that for a couple of days. And then, honestly, we normally go up there for spring break, too, because as athletes, you know, it's tough or whatnot. And yeah, you don't have a lot of here. time. Yeah, so we'll go up there for a couple of days. It's warm. And and you're a winter athlete, so it's not even like, yeah. you know. What it's you funny, those there? two, like, small dead periods of your season are. Right around the holidays and then probably around spring break. Yeah, you get like that week off, and then yeah. it's good to let the body. Though. It's good to stay active, and like you are getting a crazy workout. Sure, on those mountains up there on the board, when we're actually like my quad, you know, my quads, <laughs> I'm sweating, my whole core is you know on fire. So D- does Coach Nelson ever get a little tight about that? Like, hey, uh, I don't need you coming back from the mountain and and being and torn up. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. We've definitely um, reduced what we do because you know in <laughs> high school, I think we we're a little bit more sendy. To say, and we're trying some stuff. Sendy. Yeah, yep. so now we don't go off, you know, 30, 40 foot ramps and do flips <laughs> in the air and stuff Wild. like that. Yeah. Keep it keep it subtle. Gary just picked up a new snowboard. I did. What happened to the old, the old one? You had like an RIP. Was It looked chewed oh, up in the front. Oh, uh, man. It was just a tough thing. You drop that thing off the top my, of your well, I car? Got, uh, so I got that snowboard for Christmas when I was a freshman in high school. I was 2005. Okay. And I rode it until You're right old. now. So it got That's 16. Awesome. That's 17 a long time. years out of it. That's a win. Um, the last time I went last year, the the front edge on the, the top left on uh, my heel started to to come out a little bit. So I thought it was like an easy fix. Uh, <laughs> I have uh, uh, the board that I ride, the edge doesn't go all the way around the top and the bottom. Um, yeah. So it was only one side. I was like, I'll take this to the to the shop. shop. They'll, they'll get it fixed up for me a couple of days. I'll pay for it. I'll be on my way. Um because I'm going to Denver in a couple of weeks for uh, for New Year's, and I needed my board to be to be ready to rock. Um, I brought it into the shop, and the guy was like, "Wow, I haven't seen one of these boards in 12 years." And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> probably not. It's pretty old." I was like, "But this is what I need done, like whatever." He's like, "All right, uh, let me let me get my snowboard guy out here. I'll take care of it." As I'm talking to the guy, he's like, "Yeah, we actually have the new version of that board right over here. If you want to just like see what it looks like." I was like, "Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Like, it's been 17 years." Yes, so he's like showing it to me or whatever, and. Uh, the snowboard repairman guy comes out and he's like, "Yeah, uh, probably gonna take a good look at those boards over there." I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "I can't do anything about this new board." I was like, "Sure you can." Like, I was like, "I'll pay double." He's like, "I," he's like, "My man, I can't." Like, yeah. the board is delaminating, like new it's board. layering out. Like, he's like, "This is a major contact point. Like, you can't do anything about this." I was like, "Really?" I was, years I was depressed. But yeah, it's good time, that's right? Good work. Yeah, you can't complain about. I that. did some research and I ended up buying. Uh, Find a snowboard, and now I think the first time I'm gonna ride it is gonna be in Colorado because I'm not awesome. gonna have any time to go before that. But, but yeah, I'm pumped about it. I mean, it's uh, 
It's exciting for sure. Something, another hobby, another hobby on the list, right? Yeah, there. well, yeah, you're, you're going yeah. to Tennessee for Christmas. I don't think you're going to find too many snowboarding. No, and we got a couple of basketball games the next couple of days here. We got a Christmas yeah, we party. Do. Um, we do. So I, there's not too many days I have off to. I would just shoot up to like the Poconos or somewhere just to to, to get a day in. Yeah. But got gotcha. um, Boulder or something. It's a well, good hobby, man. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you share that with me. Awesome. We got we got a bunch of student athletes who are snowboarders and skiers. We I mean, do. yeah, Corey Engelhard who works for us. Yeah, he's always doing yeah. completely insane things on a snowboard and That's videotaping. Awesome. I feel what you're saying though too. Like I, I've, I've gotten older. And I'm like, like I look back in high school or like what I used to do when I was like younger. I'm like, what was I thinking? Like the falls are not like the same. Terrain parks yeah. and like whatever. Yeah. I'm like starts to hurt a little bit. I was more. talking to the guy about my new board and he was like. What are you kind of doing? Like I was like, God, uh, not what I used to. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't as good as I once was. Yeah, right. he's uh, trying to make it to the bottom of the mountain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't worry on about one that. One piece, but. that would be my goal. <laughs> uh, so we've done about forty minutes. This is where we usually pivot. Yeah, and to the fun stuff. We now talking about fun stuff. Snowboarding's fun. Yeah, well, I don't want to. You know, to be honest, with you, the whole interview has been fun stuff. I mean, I don't know anything about pole vaulting, so I was good to <laughs> kind of learn about. But I got a question: How much is a pole for a pole vault? Like, what is one of those things run you? Uh, carbon? Is it carbon fiber? Yeah, it's what is carbon it? fiber? I use Team Essex. That's like the brand. Um, and I L him seven hundred dollars. Like, oh, yeah. And we don't pay for those here at Monmouth. Do uh, we pay for some? Yeah, we, yeah. They, we got a new order actually, very nice of the head coach and whatnot. He proved them. Um, I got like four new poles for this year that Good. hopefully I could get onto. So yeah, but the N I L part, yeah, let's get that. Team yeah, Essex. let's get that going. Let's get team, that. like, yeah. let's go. We're gonna tweet at them. Hundred <laughs> percent. Let's get my guy some some new poles. He's he's winning left and right. Am I? Why wouldn't you want him? Um, so we had this conversation in the other office about top three Christmas movies. Top three Christmas movies. Holiday uh, movies, Christmas movies, whatever. Holiday yeah, movies. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to just call it Christmas movies. We got to be inclusive here. Uh, so I'm going to give mine so you have a second right. to think about it. M- mine were, let's, let's um, it. mine were number one, uh, Christmas story. No. No. Sorry. Christmas vacation. Wait, Greg and I shared Ooh, the same number one. We shared the same number same, one. Same role. National yep. Lampoon's. National yep. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Awesome. Number two, A Christmas Story. I was I number two, that. Home Alone. All right. He had All number home two, Home Alone. Alone. And then I had number three. And, and three is like, I, that's why I said we should have done five. But three is tough because I threw in the original Grinch, like the 30-minute cartoon. Original. The OG, like 1971 yeah, or whatever. Totally. Um, is really good. So those are my three. Who? What was your third? Uh, my third was Bad Santa, which we Bats, can't really get into. Yeah, on Bats, I mean, you can. We're adults here, but um, what would be your top three? Top three? Uh, I've, I'm a Jim Carrey fan, and I really do like the new How the Grinch Stole Christmas. There's that's, a lot of people with that up top. really good. That's I, good. I, I mean, got it. It's good. I don't not it like shot, it. I, I'm not saying I don't like it. It's just not my top three. I'm there with National Lampoons. I think that is, you know, classic. Classic. Um, obviously, like you said, what is it? The Christmas story, right? Where he shoots his eye out. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That's classic. It's really people good. say that's their number one. That's not my number one. And I do why the Polar Express is not really funny or like super like that. It's entertaining. It, yeah, it gives it's me like childhood it's vibes, right? Yep. I mean, yep. yeah. So I'd probably say, yeah, I got to give it to probably Polar, Grinch Stole Christmas. Polar Express yeah. and Grinch, yeah. Okay. Those are, yep. so, I mean, those are on everybody. I, li- I like the Home Alone movies with Tim Allen. The Santa Claus movies. Really good, Santa Claus. The, the Santa Claus, yep. you know, when he becomes. Home yeah. Alone's good. One home Alone's two good. is pretty good. I love yeah, Home Alone. That, home Alone yeah. two might be better than the original. Yeah, that's a little wild, but okay. I like, it's old, good. I it's like old cartoons with Heat Miser and Snow Miser. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Somebody's, somebody's yeah. number three was um, that's uh, Santa Claus coming to town. Santa Claus coming to yeah. town or like the yep. Rudolph, like those originals. Yeah. Stop motion with the clay and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, those the, are the terrific. minor or whatever. Yeah, yep. the Obama yeah. Snowman. So we're right Elf there. Was big, uh, Elf, Elf was, was big a big one. That's a newer yep. but a good one. Yeah, that's my housemate's favorite. It's really good. Uh, Great time of year for that. What, uh, what song 
I'm stealing both of these. Sorry. That's okay. What song are you putting on right before? I don't know if you listen to music group before you jump, but what song are you putting on to get you juiced to, to go and clear 17 feet? Whatever. Um, so my old classic was Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. Great. Uh, Slight Return. That just like the beginning of that when he starts like on the guitar yeah. gets me like really pumped up. My, my uh, teammates too. And then the weightlifting coach, Mike Deers, actually showed us this one song a little bit. Uh, it's, it's a pretty hard song. It's um like uh, the anatomy of flames from moth to flames or something like that. The anatomy of evil. It's just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Blast that in my housemates beats when we're at a meet. And there's the one point it makes you feel like, Makes you feel like the main character, you know what I mean? Like you're like in like a horror movie. <laughs> okay. Gets you goosebumps and so we normally do it with that or like you know, War Pigs really loud. Oh, that's good too. On little, JBL. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little Black Sabbath. Yeah. yeah. Like that. We normally do that. Either that or some sort of like, you know, um some sort of rack, like really intense hard rap, I guess is sure. what you would call it. But those are those are all terrific. Those are, the are, really, those are really good. I'm glad you threw War Pigs in there. That's a great song. It's great. I uh, wish we had the. I, if I was afraid of being sued, we would actually we would, play. We could these probably songs run it right now. <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to bring this up, but you mentioned Mike Thiers. Uh, who has a better mustache? Uh, pr- probably him. I mean, he's, he, <laughs> he's been building it for a while, man. He's he's in the game. I'm not experienced like that. He, Mike Thiers has an excellent it's mustache. Yeah. <laughs> You're coming along now. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you look I'm good. Yeah, man, yeah. in the game. But I'm one day you'll get there, you're man. <laughs> no, Mike. Yeah, Mike Thiers, great, great mustache. Great guy, yep. Great guy, great mustache. Uh, and you got a couple guys in there that I mean, like Tim Ream ran track yep. in, in in college. He helps out a little bit. Yeah, he's he's not pri- uh, primarily with us, but he definitely helps mm-hmm. out. Uh, Mike helps out a lot. He's you know he's busy with basketball and football and whatnot now. And um, we have Sarah is her name. She's coming mm-hmm. from I Got Ripped, she's new. which is yep. yep, really cool program. Not too far away from here, and she's been helping us track and jumpers out. So that's dope. Yeah, got a, got a good squad there. All right, one more, and then we'll let you get out of here. She can go back Sounds to studying. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is what's your favorite place that you've traveled? Um, uh, two places that just comes up in my head is when I was a junior in high school, I went to Spain with my family. We went to Malaga, which is in the southern part. That was really awesome. Did two weeks there in the street life. And then this previous summer, my girlfriend and I did a trip out to Montana in the back of my truck. We did 14 Drove days road trip. Yeah. Nice. Camped in the back of the truck, pitch tent, stuff like that, like shower bag. <laughs> like, yeah, like... like could get eaten by bears. Could, yeah, stuff? I had bear spray. I had bear spray on my hip like the entire time. <laughs> so 14 days we were on the road. We did like Montana. We did Glacier National Park. We nice. did That's Yellowstone. Really cool. We nice. did Great t- Badlands. We camped out in the Badlands. It was great. Yeah, that was that was really cool. That is pretty. That awesome. was a cool experience. I got some cool pictures from that. Some cool experiences. Saw some bears up close. Sure, it's awesome. Ate some good ice cream. Can't complain. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but that's really weird. I'm a big. Well, we went to Montana. We went to Montana with football. With football. Uh, I didn't have the ice cream. But. I went to a place called Scoops. Oh my god, we stopped there. I think yeah, that's, that's in, in, uh, in Missoula. Uh, Missoula. Uh, Missoula, yep. Yeah, delicious, <laughs> yeah. Yes. delicious. Right I on, actually on the main bought, strip there on the street. Yeah, yeah I bought my wife so, a shirt. Yeah. She has a scoop shirt, a scoop uh, shirt. From there. But the food was, or the ice cream was really good. I'm not a huge <laughs> ice cream guy. It was Missoula, Montana, cool little town. Yeah, very, very hip, right? Yeah, Big it was fan. very. Yeah, it is. It is like a hipster type of like definitely gives hipster vibes. It's funny because that's not when I when you think of like Montana. That's not what I think. I think of like you think of like cowboy living outdoors. You know, like. You know, yeah, like so, fishing so, yeah. for your dinner and real man yeah. stuff. Grizzly and then it's bears, like, oh, mountains. hey, here's a, like a whole town of deadheads. Yeah. <laughs> craft ice cream. Yeah, and, craft uh, ice cream and like all these craft retro beers. Yeah. yeah. Denim yeah. jeans, jeans, all this kind of jean jackets. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. No, that's awesome. That sounds awesome. like a great, great trip. Great so, travel. Yeah. Yep. 14 days on the road out there. Got to experience the West Side. 
Those are two pretty good trips for two being trips, 20. Right? Are yeah. you 21 yet? 21, yeah. 21 right. I was during September, so I'm getting old. It's all all the good stuff is in front of me. <laughs> I hope so. Well, Dalton, hey, thank you so it. much, man. Yeah, I just want to say definitely thank you guys for allowing, you know, like you said, you normally work with basketball and football, so it's great to um, allow me to speak just a little bit for track. You're not even pool specifically, but yeah. just open eyes up to track and kind of, you know, speak a little bit about what goes on and at these meets and let well, you guys hear a little bit of pottery, a little bit of pole vault. Love awesome. it. Love the travel. Great. great. Probably, I got to be honest with you, your pregame mix is probably the best That's that I've heard. Really I mean, everybody, really you know, everybody has good ones, and it's yeah. obviously personal taste, but I loved it. Um, this team, men's and women's track and field, I don't need My to family. tell you how good they are. Yep. They're always good. New Love league. Them. If you ask me, you know, what, give me a, a team that you thought wouldn't miss a beat from going from, from the MAC to the CAA, I'd probably give you men's and women's track and field. I just have that much yep. uh, respect for the things that you guys are doing out there and the appreciate coaching staff it. and the kids. So Great people. They are great, great people. people. Surrounded by great people. appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We'll be back. Take your uh, take your approach here, Greg. Coming back from uh, from break, we'll we'll dive in. And if you are uh, entering the December time of the year, you're gonna have relatives over soon. Your family's gonna be coming through, or you're gonna be going to their houses. Um, the temperature's gotta be right. You're gonna have you're gonna have older people. You're gonna have younger kids. Uh, if you gotta get that right in the next couple days, here we're already we're already midway through December. You gotta call Edison Heating and Cooling, full HVAC services to business and residents. Central Jersey, EdisonHVAC.com will take care of your scheduling, your repair, your installation. Uh, give those guys a call. They do a great job, and they'll get your house up and running, ready to roll for uh, holidays. You don't want any relatives coming in having to wear their coats inside, anything like that. Yeah, don't be cheap. Uh, yeah, so take care of uh, your Edison HVAC. Take care of, uh, of what needs to be done. Turn your heat up. Don't be cheap. And if your heat stinks, call Edison HVAC. They should... We should write the copy for these because it'd be uh, more fun. No, but all seriousness, we appreciate our sponsors on Hawk Talk. Um, that was an awesome conversation with Dalton. He's tremendous. He's uh, and how about the whole time? I'm, he like he comes and I'm like used, used, used. Yeah, and you mess up the first and time. I, say I wasn't surprised about that. I'm like brain dead. No, he was great. He um, he is a charismatic student athlete. He brings a lot of energy. He's uh, he's interesting. I, I, it's obviously very good. I mean, just was very talented. Um, but he's like the kind of guy that you want to like hang out with, right? Like he, he's he's yeah. he's fun. Great playlist. Great playlist. Great playlist. Probably gonna listen to War Pigs on the way home. It's awesome. Um, really wish I could play it on here without getting sued. One of these. One of these. Uh, one of these days, maybe we'll go out and uh, and capture him with some pottery and doing some art. I think that's really cool. Yeah, um, I think that's just a cool. Uh, I'm cool thing. Something he's involved in. I said to Coach Nelson, I, you know, who, who do you have on the team that would be really good? And he said, this kid is so interesting and so charismatic. And I said, all right. And Mike Nelson's two for two. We got to get a female track athlete on next. That that'll be our next. Maybe not next week, but that before the indoor season is out. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. We are talked about a little bit earlier, Greg. Kind of in the stretch run to the holidays. Um, not that the holidays are, are too, uh, you know, in college athletics, I don't think really anything ever shuts down for us, but we do take advantage of at least a few days around the holidays to, uh, be with family and maybe, uh, you know, take a trip, see, see relatives, things of that nature. 
But before that, we do have a couple of games. Um, women's basketball, crazy scheduling this month. They're off from uh, the 10th to the 21st. They are little, off for a, a while. A little jealous of, of, that, uh, of that scheduling there. They'll go to BYU, tough opponent to wrap up their non-conference schedule. Never um, been to Utah. Have you been to Utah? I've never been. Uh, I've never been to Utah. No, I haven't. I'd like to go. I got invited to go a couple times, and I've never... Uh, been able oh, to do Mr. it. Mr. Snowboards, I think that's like a Yeah, big... my buddy texted me last night. They're going to Park City, and I uh, I won't be able to make it, but that's okay. Um, but women, the women are going to BYU to close out their non-conference. Generally a successful non-conference, I would think. Um, you know, like we talked about, a couple of those uh, close games they would have liked to have gotten, but overall I think pretty optimistic heading into CAA play for them. Yeah, 100%. I think uh, really excited to see what they can do in the conference. I mean, they're they're – you know, Coach Bogus put some new pieces in place, and like we talked with Lucy Thomas last week, um, some familiarity, some older pieces there, some sure a lot of short conference stuff. So, really excited about them. Um, Syracuse, we touched on this a little bit, but the men on the flipping to the men's team, Syracuse was fun, really cool experience to see Coach Rick Callahan back in, and like where he spent, I think, the ages of twenty one through twenty seven on he's Coach Payhouse. He's just, he was just. Glowing. Smile on his face the whole week, the whole weekend, or the two days we were there. Everybody um, knows him. Everybody knows him. He got a whole section of people behind. Sure. Uh, he was telling us the people were calling during the game, trying to talk to him from the bench. He knows the security guards. And he just, you know, that's he where would. he made his start, and, and people never forgot about him up there, and it was pretty cool. Uh, and Coach Rice, too, being back upstate, he had a lot of people there. Yep. Because um, cool. Syracuse is not far from Binghamton. Huge. Um, we took a, a big kind of family photo. Family and friends photo mm-hmm. um, for Coach Rice, and that was pretty cool. To see yep, his, his, his mother mom, was there, his, yeah. one of his brothers, mm-hmm. and his niece. And that was cool. It was uh, it was a good uh, good atmosphere, and and added to it, the the team played pretty well. I mean, we had a second half lead at Syracuse, which you sign for at any point in time. Absolutely, um, but obviously coming off of a tough night at Princeton, and it's been a, a tough start to the schedule for those guys. And we've talked about it a lot, younger group, and and et cetera, et cetera. But Miles Foster, who's a junior, hits an and one to give us the lead. Syracuse takes the lead back. Jack Hans hits a three to give us the lead. It's like, okay, like this team is is improving and just played with an ACC team, an above 500 ACC team for 34, 35 minutes. Sure. Um, and even then, the game never got out of hand. It was, it was 10, 12, 10, 12, 14, 12. And, and you, you kind of felt like Monmouth was – was right there the entire night. Uh, Jack Collins made five threes. Yeah, there were, um, I was going to say, there were some points during that game um, where I felt like I felt like I was almost kind of back in time a little bit because it was like one of those deals where, like, they would hit a shot and the place was loud. I mean, you know, I don't know what they – they listed an absurd number. There were not 20,000 people there, but – Well, that's what they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the place was loud, and then Jack Collins would come down, catch and shoot, and I was like, and that happened a couple times. There was a couple times where we really silenced him. I, I know. I was like, is this two Teron had a couple drives, and he, and he would yeah, he you know, well. score off the glass. Miles Foster had some. Jack Holmes from hit a corner three, uh, and you were just like, okay, we're we're right in this game. We're down two at halftime. Uh, I watched Jim Beheim's press conference, and he was super complimentary of our team, and he's a Hall of Famer. And you take what he says seriously. He said, sure. you know, we were lucky to be up at halftime. They were up forty-two to forty. He said we were lucky to be up. Monmouth was really good against our zone. Which is a world famous historic zone defense that they right. run, um, but we were we were patient. Miles Ruth shared the ball, um, 
really encouraging 19 stuff. Assists. That's 19 season assists, high season sure. high. Just a really encouraging uh, performance from that team. And, you know, a 15-point loss, you don't usually look back at as encouraging, but it was. It was. With, this, was, with this makeup of this team, youth-wise and inexperience-wise, I think you take that. Well, Nobody wants to lose, no, but you, you take 100%. that. And it really kind of cleansed what was an, a hard performance against Princeton. I mean, I just – that was the worst we've played all year, and I think it kind of cleansed that, and it showed that these kids can step up and get that behind them. And now you it go was, into – It was a very mature night. Sure. Now you're back at home for four in a row. Um, you've got – we got Charlotte this weekend, which is – it's pretty cool to get a team like that up into yeah. those reverse banks. 100%. Uh, and then we come back with Yale – uh, on the 22nd, and then you have a little bit of a break, uh, and then we go into to some um, some holiday stuff. So, I don't know. What do you I, think? I support this team. I think they're starting to figure some things out. Um, you know, Coach Rice had some some really good quotes with Steve Edelson in the media last week, and not making excuses at all. And he was the first to say, you know, Princeton was a bad night. I don't want to make excuses, but I can say as administrator. Uh, we barely practiced all week. We yeah. had guys with the flu. flu. Coaches um, had the flu. It was it was a tough week, and and like it, like I said, Coach Rice, no excuse. Like we we didn't do what we had to do. We we took a, a tough loss to a team in state that we usually compete or even beat compete. with. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was tough. But but they really answered the bell, right? And if you go out and lose by 30, 40, 50 points at Syracuse, it's like well they're in the ACC, whatever. This team didn't do that, and they right. turned around. Really, it was wake up from Princeton, get on the bus on Sunday, drive all the way out there, practice. Wake up Monday and play, and it was like, okay, this team really put it behind them, and and that was encouraging to see. So with that being said, um, this Saturday, Charlotte, and then Yale right before Christmas. Um, if you're in town for the holidays, maybe you're coming back to see family in the area and, and you want to catch a game, um, that game on the 22nd might be good. Saturday afternoon, nice atmosphere, good opponent from, from a, a good league. In Charlotte, uh, coming in, that was a great game last year. Monmouth mm-hmm. opened the season there. Had, lost, had the last shot to lost win Lost by it. one, right? Lost by one, had the chance to win it at the end. Um, and I expect a competitive game again this weekend with a team that's going to be healthy, coming off a full week of practice, coming off of their best performance of the season. Um, no better time than now. And I know we have some some ticket promos uh, upcoming. We have some family fun packs and, and things of that nature. Is um, MSAC doing a toy drive this Saturday? Yep, toy drive, Toys for Tots. Yeah, so, um, for so bring a new unwrapped toy. Don't be bringing your old stuff that's all broken, please. Bring a new unwrapped toy. Holidays around the corner. Um, actually, I got to talk to my wife. We do Toys for Tots every year. It's, uh, it's big in my game. I think that's one of the, the coolest things you can do is is make somebody else's Christmas good. So they will be collecting. MSAC will be collecting. And I think maybe the Monmouth University Police will be collecting, too, at the game on Saturday. So if you come, bring a new or unwrapped uh, toy, new unwrapped uh, toy for a boy or a girl. And, and you know what? Why don't you just get one for each? Uh, come in and, and support these Hawks. It's the first time they're back in a while at home. You're going to get, you know, four in a row, but it's kind of spaced out. Yeah, t- you know, a lot of road games are starting. Now the home games will start to run together. And if you can't, we got some national TV and some, some linear, some SNY and NBC Philly coming up on these dates. And then our first conference game on the 28th of of December. Um, historic first ever CAA uh, game for the yeah, basketball the 28th, team. It'll right. be on CBS Sports Network. Um, and it'll be here five o'clock on the twenty eighth against Wilmington, who's who's really really good. So right, so we're gonna need you to come out and be loud, cheer us on. Uh, finally, you got to get on the Flow Sports app. You know, I know everybody is is probably still lamenting 
that we're not on ESPN. We're not. We're not going to be for a while. So get on the Flow Sports app because as we get on the road here, uh, you're going to want to watch these games. You're going to watch these teams, and um, it is pretty affordable. So get on Flow Sports. Don't call and complain to me when away broadcasts are bad. <clears throat> I don't have anything to do with that. Gary doesn't have anything to do with that. A lot of places, you know, are using students. They're learning um, just like, you know, our students are. Uh, but just remember that we can only control what goes on here at Monmouth. Uh, I do love hearing from all of you, though. So, Gary, I think we're going to squeak one out next week. This is not – This is not. Um, this is not Happy Holidays? This is not Happy Holidays. I mean, it's Happy Holidays. So I love the whole time. And I, I believe um, on the 18th, I believe uh, – Hanukkah starts. I think that's the first day of Hanukkah. So happy Hanukkah to those who celebrate. That's on the 18th. So we will not get one out before that, but we will get one out before Christmas. And um, see you on Saturday. I mean, I'll see you tomorrow. Mm. Oh, no, I won't see you you tomorrow. I'm taking off tomorrow. I will see you on Saturday. This podcast will air tomorrow, which is Friday. And uh, like, subscribe, do all that kind of fun stuff because um, we appreciate all of you. production of the Monmouth Digital Network. Hawk Talk is available on all major podcast distribution sites, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Pandora, and more. All rights reserved. Hawk Talk is brought to you in part by the Monmouth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org slash Let's be healthy together.